This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Are antibiotics damaging your family's health? The Center for Disease Control has designated November 18th through 24th as Antibiotics Awareness Week. Dr. Utebe Effiong is a certified internal medicine physician with MidMichigan Health, affiliated with University of Michigan Health System. Dr. Effiong is also a public health scientist and an international development fellow at the Aspen Institute. Health Dose asked Dr. Effiong, what are superbugs and how did they get here? Superbugs refer to organisms, particularly bacteria, that have been known to be resistant to certain medications, especially antibiotics. So again, simply put, a superbug is a bacterial organism that is resistant to antibiotics. They live in the same world we do, right? We, we have to adapt and change. And it's Darwin's theory that the ones that are best at adapting are the ones that, is that the same thing for bacteria? Exactly. So that's a very good point that Darwin made. So the point here is this. Bacteria are inundated by antibiotics and medications and everything that we take from day to day. These guys, these little guys have learned to survive and the best of them become the superbugs. Now remember that when we get infections, we could get infections from several things. They could be bacteria, viruses, fungi, they could even be algae or even prions which we don't know so much about. But there's so many things out there when we say we're talking about microorganisms. Mm -hmm. But the one we concern ourselves today with and with antibiotics are with the bacteria. So what you're saying is I could have an infection for whatever reason and it might not be a bacteria. Very good. So if you got an infection, you have an infection. But what is it? Right. Could it be a bacterial infection, a viral infection, even a fungal infection, which are the common ones that affect human beings? And therefore, it, it goes to make sense that you treat the right bug with the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you treat a bacterium with an antibiotic. You treat a virus with an antiviral. You treat a fungus with an antifungal agent. Are we getting better at being able to, as doctors, are, are, are you getting better at being able to tell what kind of infection it is? We are getting so much better. Back in the day when I started training and using the um, mindset of the Europeans, we would rely our diagnosis on history and physical exam. Very often we would get the diagnosis quite right. We have improved that to the point where we could say we have algorithms that we put in well. If you had this symptom, this sign, and this investigative parameters correct, then we know for sure, even without testing, even without testing for sure, you very likely have this bug. A very good example is what we call the center criteria, which we use for diagnosing strep throat, for example. Mm -hmm. Now, with the center criteria, we put in a couple of things. Does it have a fever? Does it have lymph node swelling? Does it have a cough? Some of those are positive, others are negative. And when we put all that into an algorithm, and this has been tested over and over again, we could see, hmm, this guy very likely has a bacterial infection. Let's treat him for strep. Well, this guy has probably a bacterial infection. Let's test him for strep. Well, this guy likely doesn't have any of that. Let's just give him, you know, simple symptomatic treatments. But the way that we have managed antibacterial medications over the last couple of decades is contributing to the problem. Would you agree? That is true. So very often, particularly in the U.S., we've put a lot of emphasis on testing. And very often tests are not always exactly correct. Now, most tests will give you like a 99% percent, you know, chance of getting the real answer. And that's true. Now, if we do tests, then we should test before we treat. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then we, you know, could go ahead and treat if we find something positive. But very often we've relied on our senses and the fact that, oh, well, she had it before, so maybe she has it again. And then we end up giving antibiotics for people who may not need antibiotics and here we are 
fueling the epidemic of antibiotic resistance and the rise of superbugs. So what you're saying is when I go in for a strep culture, they tend to put me on the antibiotic before the results come back, and it may not necessarily be correct. So that is very much the wrong way to go. Really, for strep, we, we have so many ways to do this. We could start off with the central criteria, you know, check is this guy likely to have it. And if you run that that screening and we say, yeah, he is likely to have it, the next thing will be to test. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes the, 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 the algorithm comes and say, go ahead and treat. Mm-hmm. But very often it will come and say, it looks like you may need to test. So test. Test because if you don't, you might find yourself treating someone who has a virus because in most cases, sore throats, upper respiratory drug infections, even cough that looks like pneumonia, very often turns out to be a virus. Mm-hmm. And giving a bacterial agent for that could actually be causing more harm than good. Why is Nigeria such a different case study for the management of these antibiotics than any other part of the country? Well, that's a very interesting question because I, along with two other doctors, wrote an article very recently that came out in Scientific American and it was myself, an internist, a family physician, and a pediatrician who came together and said, look, let's deal with this thing and let people know what's going on. Happens to be we all come from Nigeria, even though we are now U.S. physicians, and we know that back home, it is chaos, mm-hmm. to say the least. The reason being that in Nigeria and in many developed and developing countries in the world and, and, you know, and even undeveloped ones, you find that antibiotics are available on the street. You don't even need the prescription. If you feel like you've got sore throat, you could go into the, the store you know, and say, hey, I need a penicillin. And you got it. Mm-hmm. You know, that is how uncontrolled it is in some parts of the world. Yeah. But there are places that we may even be exposed to, we may even travel to, and in those places, there is no regulation to antibiotics. And you can imagine getting a bug from those places, the chances are that you may be dealing with a resistant bug. When I go to the doctor and I've got whatever symptoms, I don't know what I've got. And then I leave the doctor's office without any kind of medication, specifically antibiotics. I feel like maybe I've wasted my time and the doctor's time. Does that somehow lead to a, a doctor's response that wants to prescribe you antibiotics just to make you happy? Well, you know, there's two ways to look at this thing. On one hand, I would say if you went to a doctor, told him you had something, you thought you had an infection, and he said, you know what, let's treat and wait and see what goes out, you're probably dealing with a very good doctor mm-hmm. because that is a doctor that wants to keep you safe. Right. The truth is this, drugs are poisons. All drugs are poisons. And I say this to all my patients who come in, drugs are poisons. A good doctor would not want to use a drug if he does not have to use it. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, there's a situation of are patients making doctors prescribe? The truth of the matter is, yes, in a country where customer satisfaction, because medicine has become so much of a commercial thing, mm-hmm. and it's about customer satisfaction, and, you know, is this guy happy with me or not? Am I getting the right scores or not? Doctors definitely do feel pressure to prescribe antibiotics by patients who think, well, I've got this, I had it before, and that is what works. Well, you may not have the same thing again. Mm-hmm. And if that guy is saying, please, let's hold up, let's test this, let's see how it goes, he's probably doing you better than, than you would have otherwise. You shouldn't be thinking whether you're going to get two or three stars from me out of five based on what you gave me out the door, right? Well, the reality of the truth, the reality of the world is that you do have to worry about those things in the U.S. in particular where, you know, the patient goes out and, and ranks you and it's all over the news, it's in Google, anybody can look you up. And so doctors do feel pressured to give antibiotics when sometimes they do not need to. How do I know as a consumer when I need an antibiotic and when I do not? The fact of the matter is this. It's hard to tell because viruses and and bacteria virtually present the same way when you have an illness. The fact is, though, 
most times you have a respiratory infection. In fact, very often you have a stomach flu or something like that. Very often there are viruses. The fact that the viruses are so much more adaptable and they happen to be around us. And many people are much more strong in terms of immunity against bacteria than they are against viruses. And viruses are very, very more common. So most times you have a fever, even if you have a sore throat, you have a cough, you have a diarrhea, you may have a virus. It's always best to talk to your doctor and say, here is what I'm experiencing. Here is what I found. You know, here is what I've noticed. And he would ask you the right questions and would decide, well, you know, sometimes we may need to give this a while. Viruses will tend to go away in the next day, two, three, maybe a week sometimes. Bacteria tend to be much more, you know, serious infections because in that time you're having coffee sputum. Sometimes the kidney is colored and it still is a virus. So it's hard to tell. You really need to depend on the um, the good knowledge of your doctor mm-hmm. to decide is this a virus or bacteria and sometimes give it a few days to go. What is that rule of thumb with viruses? If the doctor gives you something, it'll last a week and a half, but if they don't, it'll last 10 days. And that's a very good point because what happens then is that you get an antibiotic that may even make your symptoms worse because, like I said, drugs are poisons. Right. And now the concern for me and for those of us who worry about this is that these are not innocent agents. You could end up with kidney failure, liver damage. You could end up with blood disorders. You could end up with diarrhea. Now, take an example of C. diff, which is one of the worst bugs you can deal with. Now, it's called Clostridium difficile. And the reason is because it it does this is that it it causes damages to the lining of the intestines. You end up with diarrhea that is so bad, you wish you never took an antibiotic. (laughs) Right. Right. And so, you don't want to expose yourself to antibiotics, which in in themselves could induce diarrhea or cause you an infection. Antibiotics cause you an infection you know, like in case of C. diff. Mm-hmm. And um, if that happens, then you would wish you never use an antibiotic. So drugs are poisons. Who especially is at risk when we start developing superbugs? Are there parts of the population that are affected more by this issue? That is very much true. So there are certain people who are already are immunosuppressed, and that's where we really have to think about. Mm-hmm. Patients who are taking cancer medicines, young, very young children or older, or older adults, you know, virtually anybody who has any serious or chronic medical issue we really are rich when we have the superbugs. And the superbug is really a big deal because there's so many of them right now, like Clostridium difficile I mentioned is one of them. And then there's the VRE and the Staph aureus. And then, you know, you have MSSAs. And, so we have all these code names for these things. Mm-hmm. But these things are real stuff. You know, they cause anything from skin infections to diarrhea. They could cause a bladder infection. And in some cases, some of them have been related to even being prone to putting you at risk for even developing cancers. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about things like hand sanitizers. Is that contributing to the superbug issue? Well, that's a very good point here. Now, the, the, the hand sanitizers in themselves, if anything, are helping us though, because with hand sanitizers, you can, to a very good extent, get yourself rid of some viruses, that some common viruses that could cause you illnesses, and even some bacteria would, would be killed by those. So if you use the hand sanitizers appropriately, you will definitely be helping yourself. Now, is there a chance where you could overuse them? Anything is possible, you know, in terms of overuse of stuff. So too much of anything is not good. But I would encourage that you use hand sanitizers, wash your hands, you know, pay attention to very regular, good old hygiene rules and stay clean. But of course, if you have a symptom, you want to talk to your doctor because if it's not going away in two days, it might be something serious. You might need a test and you might need an antibiotic. However, you might only need an antibiotic only if it is proven that this is something that needs. I'll give an example. Very recently, Mm -hmm. I had a patient who came in, had all the symptoms of urinary tract infection. Well, well, the symptoms could also be due to a kidney stone. How do you know which it is? You know, so we send the testing in and um, patient comes back two, three days, nothing is growing and she's feeling fine, you know, and that goes away and we have to start thinking, well, what could it be else? Comes to something else. But if we rush to saying, well, let's give you an antibiotic, what happens then? 
this person could end up developing a superbug or put every other person at risk of having a superbug. Sure. So I guess the best advice is like talk to your doctor and listen. I would say that. And you know, more importantly, the CDC is so concerned about this that in the middle of November, the CDC is actually launching a whole week of mm-hmm. antibiotic awareness, knowing that this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So antibiotic awareness is something one we everybody wants to be concerned about. You want to be careful not to jump to getting antibiotics. And even if someone gives you an antibiotic, you know, take a step back and say, do I need this, doc? Mm-hmm. Do I need this? Because you may be getting yourself into trouble instead of getting yourself help. Is the use of antibiotics in agriculture contributing to the problem? And how can can I, as a consumer, participate in management of antibiotics in agriculture? Very good question, Jerry. So this has come to the, the knowledge of the CDC and other public health officials. The use of antibiotics in agriculture is so frequent that we're beginning to think, could this be contributing to the issue? Because, yes, it does seem that there has been a rise in, in the superbug with the use of so much antibiotics in agriculture. And so, so many people are beginning to say, you know what, maybe that organic thing might be a good idea. <laughs> right. You know, where you're looking at, you know, antibiotic-free meats, you know, whether you're chicken or your beef, if, if you could get those options, then that would be great. But in places where those are not truly the options, or for people where they're not the option, then we'd have to just stay Pay attention to, to the good old rules of hygiene, and if you do have an illness, you go in and, and get yourself checked out. Okay, once and for all, what can my family do to help fight superbugs? What are the things on my list that I should be made aware of? Everybody is at risk, whether you be a young child, an older adult, or someone with a chronic disease, everybody's at risk of getting a superbug. And therefore, you want to be careful when you use antibiotics whether you should use them at all. Mm-hmm. You should always ask the doctor the question, do I need antibiotics? And you should make sure that you're telling them, I'm not asking you to prescribe me one and I'm trying not to push any pressure on you so that the doctor, your doctor knows that you're not trying to ask for something or they're trying to work themselves up You know, in terms of do I need So the question should always be, should I be tested? Would I need treatment? And if I don't get treatment, what should I expect? That is certified internal medicine physician with MidMichigan Health, Dr. Utebe Efeong. Once again, the CDC has designated November 18th through 24th as Antibiotics Awareness Week. If you'd like more information about superbugs in our community, you can go to midmichigan.org slash superbugs. And as always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, you can go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.